Happy Saturday, everybody. Welcome back to the Yes We Fight podcast. I am Julia Marie Mays and I'm Gerald Mr. Dupas Mays. So did that light just flicker? I think it did. I think it did. You know, which is interesting because um I think I always heard growing up that like when the lights flickered, like it was someone trying to like Get your attention. Yeah, someone trying to get your attention. So, like, every time I drove, like, after my godfather, my Nino passed away, um, I would be driving down the street, and there'd always be, like, one street light that would just shut off, and then when I went by it, it would, like, flick back on. So, I was always, like... I was always told that if the lights flickered, you need to change the light bulbs. I like my story better. I think it just has a real good feel to it. I like... Yours is all right, but I feel like mine really, Mid really just... Best. Yeah, 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 yeah. It really brings it home. Um, but again, for those of you who don't know, or if this might be one of your first times tuning in, I am a first grade teacher here in Las Vegas, Nevada, in the good old Clark County School District. Hey, and I am a. We do this. We do this every Saturday, every, and I really, Saturday. really love it. I just be out here doing some shit in the streets, <laughs> hanging out, working. <laughs> People pay me money to talk to them. I guess I'll consider myself a coach of sorts. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I do. I mean. Thanks. Thanks. We're Thanks still for... surviving, so I feel like I feel like all is well. Good enough. Definitely. So uh, what's going on in the world right now? How are you? How's everything? How was the week? How'd you, how'd you weather through? Uh, it's been fantastic for the most part. Uh, hell of a week. We did our last show, our last live show at Mariposa's. <clears throat> so we did our last live show talking about marriage. We're going to continue that conversation a little bit today, but we're, man, I feel like everything is quick pace. Yeah, full speed ahead and don't have time to do anything else. Yeah, so it hasn't been really that long since Gerald and I, like, Gerald and I is like a unit are like two old people yeah like we stay real close to each other and venturing out and like meeting people like if we didn't already know you past a certain point then we just weren't going to so we're, we're starting to venture out more into the community and get involved uh we've got bigger kids now we've got four children one who's about to be 21 this monday mind-blowing uh, an 18-year-old, uh, 16, and 13. So they're not babies anymore. So we can venture out a little bit. And it's been it's been fun. And I've realized that multiple nights in a row out are just my body. You can't, can't handle it. <laughs> it. It's like if I'm going to be out, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to forego like a drink for like a salad. Or like I'm going to have to like incorporate other practices. Because if not, uh, genetically your girl over here can't handle it. And... I'll be, I'll have some health issues for sure. For sure. <laughs> I, I know my body and genetics, they weren't, they weren't as kind. So <laughs> I really have to watch out for the things that I do. So we'll, I'll have to keep that in mind as we continue to be out here in the world. For sure. Uh, but. Jonah ask her, are you a little tired? Oh yeah. So. Yeah, someone we were out with last night. Yes, yes, I am. So, so last night was our first night in these people's streets. Man, together. Until we didn't get home until like 
two in the morning. The last time we both got home at two in the morning, we were probably traveling long distance from somewhere. I know. <laughs> I know. Probably traveling or, yeah, yeah. Or we were like on a vacation maybe and we were like. And even that's probably far and few in between. Like, I where we ever been on vacation where we came? Maybe the cruise, like the cruise, <laughs> the cruise ship. I know that's like, I don't that's know if it. that's the same because like we're contained. We was already at home for three days. That's a very fair statement. So you're right. We don't really hang out that much. But last night we got the opportunity to hang out with some really marvelous great. people, and, and fellowship and commune together. I guess love on one another. I mean, we got home about 2 o'clock. It was a great time. I, I really appreciate moments like that. And I really appreciate moments like that with you. Yeah. And that's a too. great segue into your topic. <laughs> but I'm breaking my cup. I know. Yes. So, okay. So, we've talked about a lot of different things. And, you know, some of the shows have tend to be, have tended to be a little heavy, you know. Yeah. I think, I think we needed them to be a little bit because we wanted to at least come out strong, at least for me, like. Everyone goes through stuff, and not even just go through stuff, but like we've all brought stuff along the journey with us. Last week was fun. Last week, if you didn't, I would I would recommend you go back. We talked about sex, and that's just always a fun topic. Like you yeah. just can't go wrong talking about that. But that's just my personal opinion. I'm probably a dirty birdie. Um, boom, underneath boom, this boom. really demure, underneath that first grade teacher is freaking that. the sheets. <laughs> God. Someone's gonna come across this and be like, wow. These dudes are something else. Um, but I wanted to talk about some of the really positive aspects of being in a, in a, in a committed relationship, a marriage, a long-term relationship. We're married, so obviously all of the things and most of the things that we come, that we state will come from that perspective. We've been married this year will be 15 years. So Damn. I know. I really feel like that's starting to get into those high numbers where it's like, like that, like, wow. We're really doing it. Three yeah. years. <laughs> 15, 15 years, and we also, but we've been together 20. So there's that too. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I want to talk about some of the benefits of, of being in that and some of the really great um, things that can come from being in not just a committed relationship, although having commitment to that relationship is really what's going to ultimately allow for you to hopefully find a safe space for you for you both to be healthy because you know Gerald and I have been committed to each other for I would pro I would say I feel like we've both really been committed to each other since the beginning the hard part is that we didn't have healthy tools and we didn't understand a lot of things so despite what it looked like within our marriage and, and the things that we've had to go through I still feel like there was this commitment there you know what I mean? Even if the words, actions, if, if the things didn't feel like they lined up, I really feel that that ultimate commitment is what helped us navigate through some of those things. I definitely don't recommend every every trial and tribulation. Like, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that commitment ultimately gave us, I, I mean, I feel like it gave us the space to, to continue to move forward. How do you feel? Do you agree with that? Do you feel like you were committed from day one or there was a commitment to something or what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I think the thing with commitment too, though, right? It's like, it's, it starts off differently for everyone, right? Like I, I was committed, I guess, cause I, I am honest, <laughs> but I was committed to not having two baby mamas. Wait, which you did mention to me. You did talk about, we did talk about that. 
That's what I was committed to. And that's what ultimately got me past the initial, you know, because that's what happens in relationships, right? You meet someone, you, and then you're like, no, nah, I don't fuck with that person. Well, when you fuck up a little bit and you do things not the right way or not in the right order, it forces you to have to do, it forces you to have to look at it a different way. We're grateful enough to where this has been beneficial and it worked itself out in the end. But I wouldn't suggest someone spend 10 years forcing something until it happened, right? Yeah, I agree. I mean, but at the beginning, you and I were attached at the hip from jump. Yeah, we, we were. So there's a part of this where it's like a small part of this is saying, I don't want to be, I don't want to have a baby mama, another baby mama, right? But then there's a huge part of this that's like, well, I just kind of like her. And I'm just kind of like vibing with her right now. Right. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. Maybe I'm rambling a no. little bit about it, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, no. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And I think that's I think that's a really important aspect of it. Because in the beginning, you know, commitment to another person doesn't look the same. You know, me saying that I was committed to you from the beginning. I mean, I guess in truth isn't like whole, like fully... Like, not that it's not true, but the commitment that I had at the very beginning to you is definitely not the same as it is now. I'm grateful that at this point, it's definitely stronger and I have a better understanding of it. But that definitely took time and it was a process to get there. Um, there was just a natural attraction I think we had. And I think the core people of who you are and still are in me really, really connected well. We just had a lot of things that we had to navigate through to, like, get there. And sure. I mean, what's that, like, that image where those people... It's like they're like they're like back to back, and then they're just, they're like the little kids inside of them. They're like touching hands. Oh, I, I always said that to you one time in an argument. You you did you did, and I had just seen it like the day before on my own, and I was like crying. I was like, oh my god, this is us trying to connect. Our inner children are trying to connect. We're just jacking it all up. <laughs> but I digress. I digress. So um, I have my list out there. One of the biggest things that I put, you, okay. Well, do you think that there is a lack of benefit for long-term marriage? Like, before you get into the benefits, do you think marriage is for everybody? Do I think marriage is for everybody? Marriage, long-term commitments, do you think that that's for everybody? No. I don't think it's for everybody because I don't think anything is for everybody. And I think that, the, and I've come across, um, and then Joan asked the question. I've come across plenty of people in throughout our marriage that were like, ooh, and women are like, ooh, girl, I don't, I don't want to be in a relationship. I've literally had a woman who I, I absolutely loved her, loved her, strong personality, and she, I worked with her at the school that I'm at now. She's gone now, but um, she had let me know, had let me know, she was like, look. I should be saying her name on this podcast. Oh, yeah, you're right. I want her business out in these streets. Oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. No, I got it. Go ahead. I'm all like, oh, no. Um, she let me know. She's like, no, no, no. She's like, no, nah, marriage isn't for me. She's like, no, nah, I don't. I'm not. That's not. That's not for me. I'm too strong of a personality. I like my space. I like what I do, and I'm not going to. And it wasn't mm. even like she had a negative thought about it. It's like marriage is beautiful. I love it. I. She's like, I just don't want to. And I, I've come across a lot of people that are like that. Yeah. And some not positive too. You know, like, uh committed relationship uh one person no thank you yeah no shit who wants to be with somebody for the rest of their life my dad used to tell me all the time i like chicken and chicken is my favorite meal but i don't want to eat chicken every day 
And there you have it. Wise, wise. Wise words. Wise words. Wise words. Wise words. And here I am eating chicken. (laughs) So, no, I don't think it's for everybody, and I don't think that it has to be. Um, It's just something that I personally, I knew that I wanted in my life. I knew that I wanted to be married. I knew I wanted a family. I knew I wanted the commitment uh, just based on what I had seen in my upbringing. You know, mm-hmm. we've talked about that, you know, my parents have been married, uh, 40, so I'm 41, so probably, what, what like, 41 years, I, they got married and I was, my yeah. mom was pregnant with so me, tell, so tell you your, do the math. Tell your story about the long-term marriage that you grew up in, Oh, because we have two different, we, we're coming from two different places on marriage, right? Yes. So... True. We're coming from two totally different places on marriage and two different understandings and two different examples. Yes. For you, how was it like? How was marriage shown to you? So for me, marriage was shown in in multiple ways. So my parents have been married 40, over 40 years. Uh, my grandparents had been together... Uh, I talk mainly about my mother's side of the family. Not that I'm not close to my dad's side of the family, because I am. But I predominantly, we spent a lot of time going back and forth uh, between my mom's side. So they were close, but, um, and I still have a good relationship. But I predominantly go to my parents and my mom's parents' uh, relationship. And they were married, what, I think 57 years before my Nana passed away. And Mm. so it was shown to me very similarly because my mother is obviously a lot like her mom and it was very traditional in what we know in the sense of mom at home taking care of the kids and then like uh dad working both of my grandparents my dad and then my grandpa were in the military my grandfather will let you know still to this day he he served 26 years in the air force my father worked uh he was air force air force retired that's kind of that's Math. paramilitary. Is that is that what I mean, it's called? Oorah. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's a master sergeant, and uh, so I grew up watching a lot of like affection. I grew up watching like my dad go to work and my mom do these things, and so I never heard my parents argue. Which sometimes I question if that was not that I should have seen them fisticuffing or anything, but not once did I ever hear my parents having sex not once Mm -hmm. did i ever hear my parent not once i didn't even know that they did uh clearly they did clearly they did for you there is four so i mean and my dad will tell you that he's done it at least four times uh that is his running joke and that is and they didn't they didn't argue as well like they didn't argue in front of y'all in front of us i mean i know they argued but yeah they did not argue so it's like i had this idea of of marriage and i I had, I, mean, I feel like it was a positive example. Like I had a really good view of what it could be. The part about that that was challenging is that it's only surface. So all the affection that I saw, you know, my grandpa, ideal. By the time I came around, my grandfather literally every single morning, every single day, made a tray. He had these trays, and he would get my nana her coffee, put it on it, put little cookies on it, like a little morning stuff, and he would go in and wake her up. They had spent, they, they had a, like a family function. My nana was in one with all her sisters. They're all older by this time. And he drove from where they were staying at 
and brought her something. So here I am looking at all this, which are really beautiful examples of and expressions of love, not knowing that like, that's their no. expression of love. Yeah. That's their I expression think that's, of love. That's the thing, though, right? I know plenty of dudes who express love like that and then go home and beat the shit out of their woman. Well, I know, but we... I know. I'm just saying, though, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that because I often question how much of a good thing that is. Is Like, I, I, I subscribe to this idea that everything in moderation, even moderation, right? Like, the best way to describe the world is everything in moderation, including moderation. Have fun, but not too much fun. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Spend some money, but not too much money. Oh, that's a tough one. Right? Do the things that you enjoy, but not too much, because the too much is where you start to fall off. Now, what if you thought about that from, I don't know, the positive things? Because mm-hmm. we can say that too much money can destroy a man. Right? Right? I mean... Too much too- opportunity... Can destroy you. So in a relationship where you're trying to teach children as a parent the full roundedness of life is, and I'm going to pose this question to those that's listening, is ensuring your kids never see anything negative between mom and dad, is that safe or should they see you talk it out? Work it out. See, the, not from a close, but from afar. Like I see so many parents who, and, I'm, and, I was, like- and I was one of them. I see so many parents that are void of having arguments in front of their children whatsoever. They don't want to raise their voice. They don't want to do all of those things. And while I understand it from its mo- moment to moment view, like, It's not something that you want to do in the moment, but in big picture, that's how the world works. Everything that you do isn't met with kid gloves. Everything that happens in life isn't isn't received positively. And that includes between the most important relationship that I have in my life, right? Everything don't go right away. And I had to have this conversation with my daughter too, right? It's like, I love your mom, but that doesn't mean we won't disagree right i said do you have a best friend and she's like yeah do y'all argue yeah do you hate her after you argue no do you work to repair it yes that's the same thing that me and mom do because that's healthy in the the disagreements if they remain safe right they aren't unhealthy right and i think we spend so much time trying to keep our kids or or help have our kids avoid these tough situations versus allowing those situations to happen and then being strong enough to teach them or talk them out of it. I think, you know what, I, I really like what you said. I like that you brought up um, our uh, brought up kids in general and brought up like our experience with, with our kids. Um, I like it because it kind of ties back in, kind of bringing it back in a little bit to... Mm-hmm. Part of the benefit of being in a long-term and committed relationship, i.e. Our, like our marriage, is having someone to raise your children with. You know what I mean? Having another person to be there for all those milestones and having 
to people. I think one of the things that we recognize now that we did not always recognize, um, Gerald and my parenting styles are very different. Uh, they're different just from a belief standpoint of like what we feel is good for the kids. Uh, our, clearly, we just talked about like our different experiences. Well, you didn't even get yours, but we can we can go yeah, circle back into that. Um, but just on what we want. But understanding that what Gerald's good at as a parent doesn't have to be the same thing that I'm good at. And, it's not, o- and it's often not. What, what do you mean? I mean, it's often not. like the things Oh, often that not. Yeah, the things that you're good at, I'm not good at. Right, exactly. So what we each bring to our children is a different perspective on the same exact thing, which usually addresses who each of our children are. Our kids tend to be a mixture, obviously. I mean, I get the DNA aspect of it, but I mean... A combination of the people that are around them so when you're in a space where you're raising children it's hard it's financially hard it's emotionally hard it's just hard so to have another person there that's able to help you and and pick up the things that maybe you're not good at as long as you recognize that you're a partnership it can be really really amazing like at least helpful I mean not every day being a parent is I'm not like I know that we live it's like well you should be grateful for every day and I am but someday, like, I'm grateful. But some days are just really harder than others. That's one of my, I hate that word, actually. Grateful? Yeah, I mean, I love it, but I hate people who use it. I think I just don't like not being able to be, to have a bad day. I just don't like sometimes not, like, everybody's like, well, you should. I just feel like I'm allowed to have my moment. Like, give me a second. I need to just, I'll tell Gerald, I'm like, give me, like, 10 seconds. Let me just rant for, like, two seconds, and then I'll be back. It's the worst. I just, I don't know. I'm not going to be, it's not all joyous all the time. When you got a baby screaming all night, you're trying to figure it out, and then you got to figure out work, and then get up in the morning. I'm tired. Oh, I was like, I was, <laughs> you were like, I'm like. I don't know why you say, uh, all right, I'm, you, you got the, you got the uh-huh. list. I don't got the list. Oh, no. I'm just talking shit. Oh, no, I was looking for confirmation. I was like, all oh, right, yeah, you know, right like, on, we're tired. Babe. I'm not tired. <laughs> no, when you have a baby screaming all night long. I'm not tired. Oh, you know what? You're right. You're not tired. <laughs> no. I did nurse and I breastfed, so, you know, to be fair. Baby no. scream, I do this. <laughs> baby screaming. <laughs> to be fair, he didn't even have to. Baby I, screaming. He didn't even have to because I was already on it, so. How's that to be fair? To be fair for who? You? To be fair because it looks really bad for you to be in bed, to be the dad and be like, baby's crying so i wanted to put a disclaimer out there that and there your was... and what you say to remedy that is to pump yourself up no to that's be... what you said to be fair i already had it to oh be you know what you're I right i didn't need anything i didn't need nothing <laughs> i didn't need you at all i have to bug me or nothing i, I was on i already all the know time. the baby thought about crying and i was already <laughs> watching my fight <laughs> Baby was like, I'm about to cry. And you was like, I'm here, baby. Okay, well then here, to be fair, there's an understanding because Gerald was working and I was staying home with the baby. So it just is what we, it was how we handled it. He obviously was around and picked up babies. Clearly. Well, yeah, I mean, we are still here. You can't be able to do all that. Because I'm the man. Moving right along. Let's go. What else? <laughs> you are. Okay. So okay. I'm to ask a question. At what point would you say that you've been the happiest together oh. right now? Yeah. Right definitely. at this moment. 
Which you're looking at. Tomorrow, looking at it'll it. be that moment. Because that's the goal. Yeah. I think I I will say what it says. At what point would you say that? Yeah. So right now, I would definitely say that we're the happiest. And that came off the backs of like all the, the years of like being together, being not really healthy, getting to a place where it has to change. You ever get to that place in your relationship where you like just look at each other and it's like, I don't know how to fix this, but I know it can't stay this way. And if it stays this way, then someone's gonna somebody have to gonna die. Someone's gonna, <laughs> someone's gonna have to. Somebody exit. got to die. That's the only way out. So, since neither of us were willing to do that, we were like, well, I, I guess, guess we have we to go to work and you know, figure it out. Look into resources and read books and get therapy, and which is true. Learn healthy communication skills. All that. And, you know, the stuff that makes you feel like your relationship is over. Which is true, and also took a long time. Cause the I'm therapy... not going to lie. When, I, when we first started going to, to therapy, I was like, oh, this is the, I've, I've seen the movies. There's only two things that happen from therapy. One of us realized that we don't like the other one, and the therapist helps us solidify that thought. <laughs> so what you're saying, ma'am, is that he ain't shit. For real. And you don't need to be around motherfuckers that ain't shit. That Get rid of it. You know what, Doc? You're right. I don't need to take this. Yeah, I don't need to take that shit from him. Exactly. Or we're supposed to lay on a couch. And, but it- and trust me when I say I love therapists. They are essential, but I believe that as soon as you start going to therapy, one of us is going to realize that we don't like the other one, and we don't need the other one, and we can be able to go. The second thing is, one of us is going to die. (laughs) That's what happens when you go to therapy. Somebody learns something, the other one didn't learn it fast enough, and then... (laughs) The relationship is dead, or the other person is dead. I watched too much First Forty Eight. I was gonna say crime and shit like that. So everyone dies to me by somebody named Jelly Doll or something like that. That is a hundred percent accurate. Too much First Forty Eight, and thank God that neither one of us died physically, uh, spiritually, all of all of that. Um, We did end up going to therapy, and we have that's a whole other story there as well. I will just say that when. uh, we gotta have some therapists on the show. Oh yeah, I think so that, that would I be can, really, really good. So that I can uh talk about it? Are you reading? Here. I don't know. What uh, Joe's reading. What the was comments. I saying? Oh no, I gotta I don't it's know. like squirrel. I know, I'm not really sure. But here, I'll move into the I'll move into the next point. Uh we were talking about therapy. Um Oh, that's why I said we need to get some therapists on here so that I can argue with them. Oh my gosh, that I definitely want to watch. Um, another thing about being in the relationship, through the course of our relationship, you know, Gerald and I, when we first got together, Gerald was 21 and I was 24. Um, and as a 21 a year old, robber. oh, I, so I was just a baby. I don't, I, can't, I don't know nothing at 21. Boy, you're you already mature, had a baby. You're a mature you a woman baby. at 24. I was. I mature thought you were woman older. You at 24. Nah, you been I was just a me. baby. You tricked me. He was, but at the time, I always joke about this because our son's about to be 21, and I look at him and I'm like, he's like a baby. You look like you're 12. 
And then I look at, I, I see oh, Gerald, pictures. I see pictures of Gerald, and I was like, golly, he looked like he was 12 too. But at the time, I was, I remember going to my girlfriends and being like, oh, I met someone. Like, oh, I, oh, he's got green eyes too. And then showing pictures, and everybody's like, oh my God, you guys are so cute. Uh, so I guess we're all, it's, a, it's the same full circle. Uh, but through the course of our relationship, when we met, we didn't have much. We had each other, uh, security jobs at the airport. Nah, I didn't have, by the time I got two, that. No, oh. by when we met. Oh, yeah. We had two babies. Oh, yeah. And not a lot of money. Yeah. So, we combined, each of us, our respected $20 each. And now we have $40. Uh, and thank God we stuck it out because one of the biggest, one, and I'm not going to lie, one of the biggest benefits of being in a long-term committed healthy relationship well we wasn't healthy then well i'm talking about now yeah okay is financial stability now well uh, the reason why i said that is because we we had that financial stability that financial whatever right even though we didn't like each other right but that's that's a good point but the point that i'm trying to make is being in a long-term committed relationship, one of the benefits are being able to financially provide. See, so we've got two I, I different things argue. here. We've I would, got two I would argue that, though. We have two I don't incomes. think that that's a benefit, though. You don't think, need to be married or in a long-term uh, relationship to reap the benefits from that. Well, I'm not saying that you can't be financially secure as a single person. No, I'm uh, saying that... We're talking about the benefits, though. Some of the benefits. One of the benefits of being in a long-term committed relationship, in my opinion, is having a two-income household. Because, well, there's just, it's more than one. It's just I just disagree one. with you. That's well, it. I mean, the thing is, if you look at our relationship, and then we have a question on there. One, one, the reason why I say that it's a benefit is because if, if when I look at our relationship, you making the money that you did while we were younger and through the process allowed for me to stay home and be with the kids. And then me bringing in the money that I did while I was working our home yeah, daycare allowed, allowed for school. you to go to school. Now, could I have done all those things on my own? Yes. Would it have been more difficult? A hundred percent. But having another person with, with the finances is... I agree with that. I'm just... I get what you're saying. You're not wrong, right? I disagree with it being a benefit, even though I know it is. It's a... It's a benefit, right? But you don't need to be in a relationship to reap the benefits of that, right? So is the benefit of long-term committed relationship finances? Um, I, because you know if, I, if, if, if it was about paying the bills or whatever, but well, no, you know, I, you I, know what? I appreciate you for letting me talk that out because I understand what it is. It is, it, you're, and you're right. I Probably should have shut my mouth. <laughs> no, you're right because the way we did finances is not the way two roommates did finances, right? Yeah. When we first met, there was a, a a beginning part where I made the money and you stayed at home. Then we realized that that wasn't going to be yeah, enough, we right? So, and you wanted to stay home, so you stayed home. Oh, no, you stayed home, started the home daycare, and then that that job was able to put me through school, and then the roles can reverse. That doesn't happen in with two roommates. We don't right. get that, 
liberty. Hit that button. We don't we don't give that liberty to people <clears throat> that we don't love and care about that we are in a committed relationship because a part of the committed relationship is the the mutualness and the duality of that relationship, the reciprocity of the relationship, right? Yeah. It's knowing that whatever it is that you're doing to, you know what I mean, is yeah. going to directly benefit me and vice versa. If we're roommates, then we don't get Right. That. I, I would no, say. Tur- I can turn it off. Oh, it's, oh, off. It is. it's yeah, starting yeah. off. So Aisha asked a question. She says, talk about how do you decide finances and how? That's a that's a so we've talked about this on numerous occasions, yes. right? In regards to finances. And there is no one cookie cutter way to do that. My disclaimer, because this is my disclaimer for everything, is that you and the other person need to have a com- a conversation about how these finances come about. For us, right. it's been I don't I am not tied to money. So I was just like, I don't really give a shit what you want to do. So we've always just put the money together. She has subscribed since the beginning of our relationship that she'd rather have $20 together than $10 separately. And I don't have any inhibitions about money. I don't have any trauma surrounding money. So I was just like, fine. I don't really care. So we, I dumped the money off. I know a lot of people who don't view it like that. So you'll see, like for us, like you, if you ever go to dinner with my wife, you'll hear my wife say, don't worry about it, I got it. And she'll pull her card out and pay for the meal. That's my fucking card. It's my money. And every single time that I pull out my card and I pay for the meal, that's her fucking card. It's her money. Nobody paying for nobody. It's ours. We just out here for the social show, so y'all, everybody can be like, "Look at it, this strong man taking care of his wife." No. Although I we spending her money this weekend because she got paid. See, <laughs> it's the money off the top. It's there the top you go. of That's the how bank we account. It, 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 the the money gets deposited, yep. and in my mind, I visually envision like money falling into a vat, yep. and then the top money is what we're using. This there weekend. you go. So she, when she get paid, she'll call and say, "I got paid. Go get yourself something nice with my money." You know, but the way that we did and to elaborate just a little bit. So when we came into the relationship at the very, very beginning, Gerald and I met and it was not very long afterwards that I was pregnant. We met and I was like, I might, I should have just shook his hand and been like, by the way, in about three and a half hours, I'm about to have a baby. Like that's, it was, it was really, that's what you did. It's true. You met me. And the first thing you said to me was, I wonder what our kids will look like. Well, you're about to find out in about four months, my nigga. It was true, I did, and I was curious because I thought we kind of looked alike. It was it was interesting. You about to have a whole ass baby in four months. So we went from meeting each other to a family of five in, in six months. In like a year oh, and a half. In a year, in, yeah, in a year and a half. Like yeah, a year yeah, and a yeah. half. In a year, in a year and a half. We went from meeting each other to a family of five. No, a hundred percent. And at the very beginning of the relationship, and that's correct. I've told Gerald, I said that from the very beginning. I'd rather combine it and work on this thing together. But at the very beginning of our relationship, I was pregnant very, very quickly. And at about four weeks pregnant, uh, Gerald and I got into a very serious car accident. Mm. The car spun out and rolled over. And at that time period, uh, Gerald wasn't working for a little bit. 
and we had already decided, you know, we were gonna make we it were, work. We were we were gonna figure it out. It I was remember kind of that like, conversation. Yeah, we were driving right before the car accident happened, literally, because it happened at about two o'clock in the morning on the way back from California. And we were talking and what we What a segue of, from our the beginning of our show. I know, I know. We kind of came to a place in the conversation, it's like, well, are we gonna do this? You know, we had found out I was pregnant and it's like, are we gonna give it a go? And what Gerald said is true. I, he didn't want it to he did not want to uh baby mamas. I was coming out of a really horrific marriage and was like, you know, I don't want, you know, we both kind of agreed on that. Like we didn't want to. So we're going to really try. Uh, I say all that to say that when the car accident happened and Gerald wasn't working, there wasn't a question for me of like, oh, well, now he's on his own. I immediately in that space was like, I added Gerald to my bank account. Um, I've always been really good with bills and managing things like that. So we sat down and went over all of our bills. We moved in. We moved into his friend's apartment. We were like the family that lived upstairs. Yeah, no shit. Uh, and we went through everything, and we immediately combined it. I did that because that's what I saw. I saw my father every single month, and he still does it very old school, sits down with his billfold, writes everything out, yeah, and sure literally do. double checks. What is it? He's it like balances, checks and balances. balances his checkbook, balances his checkbook every week. To the penny. To find the penny. My sister does the same thing. So I have always laid it out. I had my bills laid out in the beginning. Gerald and I, we had to sit down and discuss, like, what could I pay, what could I not? Because we're at that time, I'm pregnant. I Now I'm in a car accident, so I'm on crutches. I'm still going to work while Gerald's recovering. And that's how it was. And I really think that because Gerald didn't have issues with money and because I didn't have issues with money, it just worked well together where there was trust. That's what I think. I'll give yeah. you from the man perspective because I never wanted to make you it feel any kind of way. You can't give me from the man perspective. I'm the man. Well, that's what I'm saying. You, I'm getting your opinion. Like You can oh. share how it was for you because I didn't come I'll in and was like, this is my money. Fair enough. I'll replace that. Oh, gotcha. So I think that with the finances, to be honest with you, I handle the finances. Yeah. I handle the finances. 100%. I've got a billfold. And that's I can, why I've always yeah. on these panels, when I sit on those panels and I'm like, any man that don't be like, shut the hell up. That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard in my life. How about any man who isn't willing to take a step back and let his wife do some shit that she's fucking strong at is weak. Yeah. I was having this conversation. (laughs) See, I'm about to get worked up. (laughs) I was having this conversation with, 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 with a very dear friend of mine, coach. And I told her the part of leadership that people don't understand is that you should be able to lead from the front, the back, and the middle. Because ego forces people to do weird shit in these groups. There's going to be somebody that's like, no, fuck that. I'm going to the front. Go. I'm still in charge, though. I'm still going to maneuver. And if you feel like you have to be in the front with the rope pulling the group, then you're not leading. Right. So I think as my little nugget for this morning, as as a man, as a husband, you have to check your ego. If your significant other is good at something and you're not as good, I don't care if your last relationship, you was the shit at it, but in this one, you're not as good. Let that motherfucker do it. Proceed. Yeah. No, it's true though. It's true. It was it happened very early on. And I can go back into my my uh my billfold that I do have it's and tell you what I paid for t- paid in the month of August for 2017. Is that necessary? 
All of y'all no. like that, though. Your, your daddy no. talk. All of y'all like that. But it's fair. Y'all are meticulous about these bills. <laughs> y'all are meticulous about confirmation. You run all the... I'll be on the phone. They'd be like, uh, do you approve this transaction to go through? Yep. Hold for your transaction number. No. Oh, I write confirmation numbers down. Oh, Fuck that. you're well, not going to get me. I ain't never been in a situation where somebody was like, we didn't pay your bill because you don't remember your confirmation number. Well, you know, even though I know that stupid advice, don't listen to me. No, I get a confirmation number. Oh, I get a confirmation number. I have everything laid out. But that is something that is, I I think, again, I watched my father do it and I can see the benefit of finances. Being in charge of the finances gives me a chance to like really know what's going on in my house, you know, especially when you have a joint account. So we have a joint account and everything's coming in all the time. He's making little transactions. I'm making little transactions. And so. It's, you know, you have to know because there's, we're obvious, we are definitely spenders as well. So I take care of the bills because to be honest with you, at the end of the day, all it takes is for Gerald to look at me and be like, hey, what are we doing? And I'm like, anything. I got something. So, you know, that's just, again, something to, to close that one. That's just something that I've always been good at and allowing your partner to do what they're good at, I think is good for everyone. And for those of you who have issues with finances, I think it's important to be able to come together. You know what I mean? And that's kind of why I initially started the benefit of being a long-term is the financial because Gerald and I took the time through the years. And if I go back 13 years, you know, when these kids were really, really little, you know, we would sit down and plan out what we wanted for each of the of the rooms. bedrooms, the rooms, everything that we needed and wanted. Yeah, I think that's the thing too. This is the vision. Finances is more than just earning and spending. Yes, right. It's also, it's also the the vision, the plan, the execution, and what what we found is that I'm excellent at earning and making shit happen, but I am not excellent at making sure that. In my making shit happens efforts, I don't skim a little bit extra. So, <laughs> with that is the reason why she handles all of the day to day bill pay. So she allots the money. She lets us know how much can be spent. She does all those things. I just put the money in there. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's true, but it it but it works well for us, which is why we don't have still to this day. And I always joke because I'm like, God knew that we wouldn't be able to handle anything else. He knew, and so he was like, I'm not gonna make finances an issue since finances is one of the biggest. Since y'all gonna uh, deal with a whole bunch of other right. Shit. Since finances is what, if you look at divorce, finances is a big contribution. It's the so- number one. They said. I so I read this. I don't know. This is probably outdated, but we'll but five hundred dollars was enough to save 45% of marriages that ended in divorce because of finances. You mean like monthly? like the An extra $500 one time would be enough to settle people's marital issues if they got an extra 500 bucks a month. Now, obviously, this is a budgeting issue, right? Sometimes. Or just a, or a lack, lack of, of money issue, yeah. which we definitely... But finances is stressful as shit. No, definitely. So that's just the one area where I am extremely thankful that we haven't had to. I mean, not to say that we haven't had financial struggles, because of course we have. We've had had enough money plenty of times, but we haven't had issues that we were arguing. Right, exactly. Um, 
But yeah, so I think that's the thing is having the vision. So with the finances and understanding and how do we get there? And that's what we started very early on of what we wanted for our life and what we needed, not even just what we wanted. We had three children quickly. We, we came together again. Gerald said family five. Little Gerald came about two, three, three years later. So we were a young family with four children. Finances um, were a part of it. You got to eat, need a place to stay. They need clothes. They need school clothes. They need materials, all that type of stuff. So, you know, it was a process along the way, but we definitely stuck to the course. Ooh, ooh, the vision and... Don't be messing up nothing in my office in here. <laughs> I'll kick you out. <laughs> At least he like, said I wasn't going to die, so yeah, I accept. You're not going to die, but you're going to get accept. kicked out. They're going to be like, Gerald and Julie, they do their podcast like side by side on Split. <laughs> Why? Because they don't go nowhere. I think Julie does it from the living room. Goddamn right. Because you can't come in here no more. Oh, that would be funny. Well, professionals, sometimes they do that. You know, they are in their like, separate you, spaces. You can't come in here no more. Because, no, this is about you can't come in here no more because you messed up your opportunity. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny. Okay, question time. Question time. I think we already I read will... all the questions, right? The finances. Tasha. Taja, uh, remember Taja? Mm-hmm. You said what's up, so mm. we we in here. So what else? What are some of the things that we did to create? You know, we talk about marriage and partnership. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like if you really work through and you stick together, marriage can be a really, really beautiful partnership. That comment is funny. Hmm. I'm not even reading the comment. Says LOL Taja. Because remember, Taja, remember, yeah. Taja was at our very first engagement. <laughs> oh, Taja was at the first remember? engagement. So uh, he said, LOL. He said, I never seen her talk so much. She was super quiet when I used to be around. I know. Taja, she wasn't allowed to talk back then. <laughs> wow. Wow. <clears throat> Terrible. Terrible. No, I am quiet. I, I'm I'm still a quiet person. I think it's just I'm I'm low. Mm. I'm just select. And at that time, I was just a lot younger. I think that is that probably just came with age because you're right. It is a younger person. And when we started hanging out, we hung out with a lot of like little. Uh, it's also my, they were my friends. Yeah, they were your friends at the time. Yeah. You know, we came and started doing our little family friend night and going around and yeah. so. Love that time, man. I, yeah. I, I really miss that time too. Really, yes. really miss that time. The simplicity of just being young and, and what figuring was your it question? out. Oh, the question is, um, I was like, marriage is a partnership. And what are some of the things that we did to create a healthy partnership? Because I do I don't want to just be married. I, I didn't want to just be married. Marriage, I believe, can be a complete not just a benefit, but create a lot of joy in life. Mm. If you want that, that type of thing. I wanted to be married. I want to still be married and I want a happy marriage and I want to be healthy and really live the best life that I can and I want to do it with you. Sure. So what are some of the things that you would tell other people that really want to be happy within their marriage? What are some things that we did? What are some things that you did to to really create that for us? That's hard. So I'm going to give a disclaimer first. I think it starts with the fact that I wanted the same thing. Despite what was going on in our real life, the undertone was that I wanted it to work. And I think that was clear from both of us, mm -hmm. period. Despite the arguing, and we would argue for nine days. Like, like, this is called, yes, we fight for a reason. Like, 
we, 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 yeah. We will knock out drag outs. We will, we will literally argue five, six, seven, eight, nine days straight. All nighters. All night. Missing days at work, doing all of those things. And I, and I heard someone tell me when I was coaching somebody, a friend of mine. And she said, me and my husband made a pact to never give up on our marriage so we will always argue. And I challenged that, right? I challenged that because I remember how I felt about the arguing. I remember what it did to me, right? I remember the type of the person that it changed me into, right? So I'm, I'm, I challenged that. But... Had I not argued like that and for so long, then we don't get here. You know what I mean? Because I only argued for nine days because I wanted the, the outcome. I wanted this to get better. And then I realized that if I don't argue, then I don't get the outcome. If I don't get the outcome, then my marriage fails. Well, I, I agree. I, I agree exactly with what you're saying. My viewpoint on, on the arguing is, you know, in the beginning and for many years of our relationship, I I look back at it and I have a respect for, like, I have a respect factor for it. Like, I respect that. But I also understand that there were plenty of times where those arguments were based on insecurity, bad communication, not healthy coping skills. So I can look yeah. at it. So I can look at the arguing and but say you don't, that. But you don't see that. If you don't argue, well, is yes. what I'm saying. So, yes, and that's what I was getting. Yes, that's exactly what I was yeah. getting to. I can look at it and say that this time period, this arguing that you talked about, which created those things, which 100% did. Because the arguing, we were working, we were both fighting for the things that we wanted. Mm -hmm. And it created a lot of stuff within that. But as we went on, it's like now we can look back and say, that got us here. And also understand that I never want to argue like that. Exactly. Again, and then like you I never want to do or be that because it was hard. That's the thing. And that's what and that's kind of what I'm I'm talking about too, right? Is I think I said the same thing with the next two. Yeah, probably. I think we probably talked the same. But that's kind of what, what, what I'm actually yeah, saying yeah. is the exact same way is that I had to be willing to argue, right? I had to be willing to argue to get to where I'm at. But now that I'm here, yeah. I am argument averse. Like, I refuse because I've spent so much time in these arguments that I know how they work. I don't need to do that anymore. She understands it to a degree. No, I understand it to a whole degree. I just don't always like it. Exactly. But I know now that it's the argument that's the most detrimental to my relationship, but only now, right? So only now is the argument detrimental because we've done all of the work in the past and all the knockdown drag outs and stuff, to, to the point where we were beat up enough with each other to then begin to heal. Once you heal though, then there has to be some boundaries that you'll never go back to. Right. And one of those for me is arguing because there are things that happen in our arguments that are unhealthy from me to her and from her to me. And it's those things and we are, our relationship isn't in a place to rebound from that. So now that it, so now it can't be a part. That was a lot, but 
Excuse me. <laughs> no, no. I, I it hope, was I a hope. lot. It just ended so abruptly. I'm like, yeah. And then it's like, you look at me. I was like, oh, I'm on. It's my oh, turn. Oh, yeah. When we was at the, oh, uh, we was at the Shepherd's Breakfast, they had a pastor up there talking. That's exactly how he did it. He was talking about it. And he was just like, he walked off. He was like, oh. He was like, and everybody clapped. So where's, well, where's my clap for dropping the mic? And there you have it, and there you have it. There you go. Um, no, I agree. I I think just the evolution of things. I think basically the main thing that I, uh, when I think of all of it, is that the benefits of marriage, they didn't always show up right away. Mm. And the benefits of, benefits of being in that long-term committed relationship happened over the long term. It wasn't initially. I didn't benefit from being in a relationship with him day one. The benefits that I got... You know, those, that was, that was not, that was a pure, yeah, obviously. Like, that was, that was just a an added extra now. We didn't like each other, but I could take you to Pound Town. That's true. True, very true. But the benefits, I think if I want to do a takeaway in general, it's that the benefits of being in a long-term relationship, they come through the long-term. They come through the growth. They come through the hard times. They come through all that stuff. And if you're willing to sit back and with your partner and commit as long as there's not unhealthy, like there's there's not those really detrimental things to your actual health and well-being and life. Yeah. Like if you're willing to get through those hurdles together, it can really be a beautiful thing to have another person that's really looking out for you. To have a person to be in the same exact room with someone. He could be talking across the room and all we have to do is lock eyes with each other and he knows exactly what I need. Or I'm like, we have those cues exactly. where it's like, it's time to go. You know what I mean? Or that he can pick up on body language or he's noticing things about me as a protector of me in my environment that maybe I'm not seeing. Or if he feels he needs to stand by me or if I feel like I need to go over there. But those things happened over time. They had to be built off of trust, with a, which unfortunately came off the backs of some really tough times. But we've navigated, managed and weathered. And here we are stronger than ever, happier than ever. More boundaries, more understanding, more love. So you know saying that shit out loud means everybody coming out the woodwork to challenge that. <laughs> oh. Everything. You know how I, how I be? You say something and then like the, the universe, the world, God, they start to really challenge that. Because that's the way that relationships are built is that they get challenged. And then you see the cracks and you patch them up. Well. So. I love what you just said, bro. I was like, oh, God, now I'm... I was like, oh, So, and I'm going to wrap it up completely. Mm-hmm. Because it's simple to me. If you're in a relationship, you have to first commit to providing safety. Because there's not any problems that you can work through that if you don't ensure that you're both safe, that you won't have scars from. And there's some things that Julia and I have gone through in our relationships that have left scars and they have impacted our relationship forever. It's always going to be a blemish on our relationship. So I highly advise you in your beginning stages to focus on safety, physical safety, and emotional safety, spiritual safety. I, I kind of 
group those two things together. But safety is the most important thing. If you can commit to providing safety for your partner. And yourself. Exactly. For yourself and your partner. Meaning, and what that looks like for yourself is boundaries. Not allowing people to cross certain lines in conversation. Knowing what you can handle and so on and so forth. And then for your other person, respecting what the things that they have identified as that for them. If you can commit to that, argue all night. If you care about your relationship and you wanted to and you want to save it, argue all night. Mm-hmm. But if you can't be safe and you're out to hurt someone's feelings or you feel like your feelings are being hurt, you need to go. You need to remove yourself from that conversation. But if not and you're safe, then you argue for your understanding because your relationship is dependent on the understanding that you have. Oh, I think I have more questions. Oh, what did you say? First, you have to understand what communication looks. I can't read it. Being able to hear and say why safety looks like an address when you don't feel safe. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. That's 100% true. And that's really all it is. Safety. And I think we did some things the wrong way. And we navigated conversations and we forced the other person to participate in conversations that weren't safe for the other person. And the reason why we've been able to move over the last 18 months for sure into a different space is because I'm in control of my safety and she's in control of hers. And, and, And I respect her safety and she respects mine. She may not like it, but I'm not arguing with you. I'm not raising my voice. It ain't got nothing to do with you. I don't like who I am when I do that. Yeah. 100%. So I'm not so I'm not going there. Yeah, and I think that if we take that approach, a lot of relationships can withstand some of the the the, the high winds. I like that. So Thank you. It is eleven fifteen. We are you. mastering this fucking I know, content, I know. Right? We started at ten fifteen. Exactly. We this We're thing, on right it. at ten fifteen. Uh next week. Thank you for all the comments. Thank yep, you. Yeah, thank you for everyone who who uh participated and everything. I uh I love I love this thing. I love doing this. I love having these conversations. Love you, Dion. Yep. And uh what else? Anything going on, Jill? This upcoming week, we got a lot of stuff going on, or we just kind of got no. We got an event this weekend. Our son again. Our boys turning twenty one. Oh, birthdays next. The next time you see me, I'll be a year old or a week older. A week older. But I'll have another number on the end of exactly, exactly. But thank you as always for everybody. My Uh, birthday next week, so y'all send me hundreds of dollars if y'all want to. I'll accept it. We accept all birthday, the greens. In my birthday. In my birthday. <laughs> and then my son turned 21. A whole, yeah. whole grown-up. A whole grown-up. My oldest son turned 21. So we're going to Reno for that. Uh, I think that's it. I don't know why we're yes. telling everybody our goddamn business. So yeah, you're right. let's get on up out of here. And we will see y'all hopefully next Saturday. We're trying to finagle something because we are volunteering uh, at an event for some y- the youth leadership 
uh, and that is all day Saturday and Sunday. We are trying to figure out a way to ensure that we still have a show, whether we yes. pre-record it or we whatever. We are going to have a show. Though. Yes. So, uh, everybody else, Thank if you, you have any questions, drop them in the comments. We usually go back over the next little bit. And, uh, yeah, go get your nails done and go do what you got to do for the day so I can, you know, I need to get a haircut. Yeah, so. Bye, everybody. Thank you for staying with us. Bye.